Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip Club DJ Podcast 2021. You already know. The big homie's back. Checking in. He told you Joe Biden was going to win. It was free money on the table. Philadelphia's finest. Handicapper. Critic of television at large. Recently talked about Beanie Siegel being his favorite rapper. He's back. Ready to crush it this year. 2021 with BMOC. Ladies and gentlemen, the Albanian Guido. Jeffrey Miller. BMOC. What's up, man? What's How up, bro? Good, good, man. Happy New Year. Yeah, Gio, you with are you there? I'm here. All right, good, man. Dude, thanks for jumping back on, man. We uh, we uh, we're stoked to have you back, man. Like I said, you gave away that free money. You told everybody that uh, Biden was, you know, in position to win. That was probably around Halloween, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I didn't see it. I, 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 I didn't think it would be as close as it was. So it'd be a little bit more, uh, you know, I didn't think all this stuff, crazy stuff would happen, but, uh, yeah, no, it was, it, you could kind of see the writing on the wall. People I think had grown tired of, of the Donald Trump antics and, um, it looks like we're going to have a new president in about two weeks. So, yeah, uh, it's tough to find uh, the ability to bet on the election, but, um, you know, it's always good to think about, what will happen. And, you know, you could kind of realize, I, I think it was funny on election night, you had all these people that were like saying this and saying that, but, you know, throughout the night I was following the betting markets and, and you could kind of tell even last night when we, uh, when we chose who would, who would kind of get control of the Senate, you know, the, the betting markets had Ossoff and, and Warnock winning, you know, fairly early. And it took, uh, took the media a long time to catch up, but you know, the betting markets can always tell you a lot about things. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree, dude. I think it got to a point where it just nothing was going to happen with with the Don in uh, in the Oval anymore. It was oh. just like a, it was almost like a lockout or like a strike or whatever, like a work stoppage. So, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man. So look, you know, like I say, man, BMOC is here. You know, if you follow along, he'll give you some picks. He's losing some followers, but he doesn't care right now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I got to be honest. I don't mind losing those followers because I feel like if you supported what went on today in America, it's like, well, I don't really want to know you anyway. So, uh, you know, see ya. It's dude. It's crazy because I think you also, you've also gained a lot of followers in a short time before, you know, as well. So you're all, you're like, it's crazy, man. But yeah, I think, I mean, I think, you know, I love Barstool. Simultaneously, I think a big part of their audience might consider themselves right-leaning. So I think that might be part of it, you know? But again, listen, like, I want to make this clear. Like, I am leaning left, but I will say, like, I still have a lot of Republican values, and I think it's important to make your own decisions and, and use common sense. I don't care what side of the aisle you like or represent. What went on today was un-American, and it, there's there's no feasible way you can support that. And it's I'm, almost, I'm, I'll make uh, this very clear. Yeah. The stuff in the summer, you know, looting businesses and things like that, that doesn't represent, you know, the, the bigger Right stuff. wing or Republican or any yeah. wing. That's just stupid shit. I, just, I have no problem protesting. And, and obviously whether you're – you know, I don't really understand this protest, but, you know, you know, those people in the summer were protesting for men being killed in the street. 
do what I understand certain people that were throwing bricks through windows and stuff? No, I don't. Um, and, and I think, you know, whether you're extreme left or extreme right, the stuff that we saw today, though, was uncalled for. And th- there was no reason for it. It, it. it made no sense. I feel almost like it's like a betting line. You know, it's like you either way, you know, the house kind of wins. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Yeah. It's they they pinch it in such a way so that you know they win they lose but sometimes you lose they lose and you know they win like they're the only ones who win and uh, yeah and all those people that did that stupid stuff today uh, your government's gonna come back on you man like they're not gonna just forget about it they're gonna get those infrared cameras and those facial recognition cameras and they're gonna find every one of those people. I've got an oil painting of Kamala Harris. She's like the prosecution terminator. She's just going to be like, bing, 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 bing. Yep. Yep. She's going to fucking gonna, ring them up. ain't going to rest with them. The, um, damn, Gio, what do you think, man? Where are you at on this? I just, I, I don't know. I just don't understand where the, w- what's the thinking? Because like, I don't know of any evidence. I think it was kind of set up. Voter suppression or voter there, fraud. I don't, I don't, I haven't none. heard of anything. It's, it's, they just, it's, it's almost like a cult, man. Like they, you these know, these people believe they stole the election. Yeah. yeah they he really said something it. and, and they, you know, he could say like, you know, the sky is red and that's the truth. It's people be like, not. Oh, I guess I'm colorblind. Yeah. 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 They, <laughs> they literally, it, it's like cult like, man, like it's, it's really crazy. Like I saw today too, like even after this whole thing happened, there were actually Trump supporters on like Facebook saying that all the people that were at the, the, the riot today were, were actually not really Trump's words. They were like plants from the government. Right. And Antifa were actually, disguised. Yeah. Yeah. They were actually disguised as Antifa and they were actually the, the, they were actually the real fake patriots. They're the, but they're actually the real ones. QAnon, Antifa in disguise. Basically. These people are fucking. That's what, that's what people said about the BLM when there was like you know rioting or whatever. Well, the, the thing is, there is this is the problem with QAnon, right? Is they sprinkle in a little like the thing about the Russians making a Proud Boys protest on the northwest corner of Thirteenth Street and a BLM protest on the southwest on Facebook. That's a real thing, you know. That really happened, you know what I'm saying? But like. Then they take it to the Dominion voting machines and, yeah. you know, Joe Biden is owned by China and, <laughs> you know, what happened with – and Hunter Biden, let's face it, you know, he's a little bit of a wild boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but, but there's – like, that's his son. It's not Right. Him. And there's a long history of shit, dude. George Bush fucking allegedly got clean by the time, you know, he – George Bush too became – Man, all uh, politicians are but, scumbags, man. I mean, so let, let, let me let me say this, though. Real, real shit, though. Is Donald Trump and his family anyone to talk about anyone doing anything? Like, they're like the worst of the worst. Like, who are they to talk about? Basically you know, a slumlord, that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like Donald Trump Jr. is talking about Hunter Biden like he's, like, any better. Yeah, like they didn't blow lines together at yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, whatever. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, man. Well, shit, dude. There's a lot that's happened uh, in Philadelphia, you know, between then. I mean, before we get out of there, you know, Gio, do you think – I mean, because to me, I think it's possible they kind of let these people in there. Like, it was kind of like they sort of gave them the drop on it, and then it was obvious that they weren't going to they weren't gonna shoot them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's this one lady who lost her life, allegedly, and that's fucked up. 
officially got shot in the neck. I mean, I think. I mean, she plays stupid games. Gets well, and also, I think she got shot trying to breach like a secondary interior portion. Like there was like another portion. I think it might have actually been the floor. I mean, let's be honest. If if and I'm just gonna say because everybody's thinking it. If that were you know Muslim people or you know Hispanic people or African American people, come on, man. Like you know, I I know. You know, you look at. I didn't, I didn't know, like, maybe you guys, like, know something different, but I always thought, like, if you breached the Capitol or stuff like that, it was shoot on sight. Like, I didn't – They I did kill that guy who jumped the fence of the White yeah, House. Remember right, a right. couple – I think two people might have gotten – one guy might have gotten pinned down Like, I was alive. surprised more people didn't die, to be honest. Yeah, well, and that's, that's like, the, the weird part. Uh, but like you said, though, maybe it was – you know, hey, they let them do it, you know? Or or it's like, that's the type of thing where it's like, hey, if you know to come on this day during this shift change, you like, I work in nightclubs all the time, you know, and I look around maybe at the kitchen and I'm like, man, if you knew what was going on, you could just walk right in this door, you know? And Trump probably like, you know, said like, let it, let them, let them do it. It won't get too bad. Because well, that's his Capitol Police. That's why it right. took so long because apparently, and I may be wrong on any of this. These are just things I think that I verified from earlier but that DC is not a state. So there's no governor to send the national guard. So it has to come right. from the, from the yeah. commander in chief. Uh, what do you think, Gio? You think it was just an organic thing or do you think there was a, a portion of, you know, we know this gate's going to be down. You guys can advance this far if you really run fast at this particular time or something. Yeah, it was all fomented. It's all bullshit, man. <laughs> Somebody just doesn't give a fuck. They let it happen. That's how these things start. And I think Trump was egging him on, right? They, Twitter took down his tweets because he was they, they were like, you're inciting violence. It's like he's yeah, getting thrown out of the frat and he's letting him fuck up the house like on his way out. No, he literally was. like He was just like, go there. I'll even come with you. He didn't end up going with him. But yeah, he, um, he's a, he's a, his behavior is uh, incredible, really. Is this is the longest I've ever felt like it's taken for the new president to yeah, take office after right. the election. Like I swear yeah, it didn't yeah. used to take this long. Yeah. No, it's really been like and I don't know about you guys, but like I don't ever remember it being like this before like the last four years. Like I don't know, like America hasn't been great like the last ten years, but I don't ever remember it like this where like division is so like pronounced like you're either with us or you're against us like that simple and and if you incite that you're like the other side so like let's say i don't believe in like this ridiculous like farce that you you want to throw to us i'm like you're like not cool with me like i have so many people that like i used to be cool with that like they don't like me now because i don't believe that the election was stolen and those interactions happen where would you say they all over like twitch twitter facebook instagram everything is there one particular place no i would say like uh facebook's definitely yeah like isn't that some shit yeah i guess it has to do a lot with where like i like lancaster where i live like it's uh you know i mean the city's the city but the outskirts and i went to a school that was when i went there it was mostly white you know now it's it's very like you know, multiracial. Yeah, but you went um, to McCaskey, right? No, I went to Penn Manor. Oh, right. Okay. But I was always like, you know, my 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 parents are from the city. Like I grew up in, the, like I was always in the city, and I I would always hang with a lot of McCaskey kids. And the kids in my school were just like, like there were some really racist bad people. 
But yeah. I know a lot of the county people, the people live in the county, like South. I mean, they all believe that nonsense. So it's yeah, Facebook's rough, man. It's it's brutal. But hey, I mean, it's like hey, just speed up the interaction because I'm the same way, man. Like I, I don't, um, I don't get involved in any. Basically, since like nine eleven, I pretty much lost complete faith in the whole thing, you know. So I try to just kind of live my life like adjacent of it. But I mean, the government definitely is. Uh, you know, I think it's been pretty clear by like the coronavirus and stuff. Like, government doesn't care about you and me, you know, it, it's really, we help each other and we just try to get through it and get it past is, it. You know? It is amazing, right? Because it comes out, oh, uh, 76ers arena workers, uh, they're not going to get paid, right? And yeah. Joel Embiid, it's like you literally have to have someone who has a familiarity with poverty to step up and do the obvious right thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then effectively shame the Sixers organization into, but there's no Joel Embiid's in Congress. You know, there's no Joel Embiid's in the Senate. No, and like, it's, it's it's like, you know, Joel Embiid or, you know, um, like a billionaire or like my boss, you know, Portnoy, he, like people like that. Like, he's doing just, good stuff. Yeah, we should shout yeah. that out. The Barstool Fund is helping out a lot of businesses. Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's pretty clear that the, uh, the government's just a mess, man, but – Whatever. We just kind of worry about ourselves, I guess. Well, and to that to that end, I want to plug, before we move on, uh, the BMOB podcast is going crazy. Big man on basketball. Thanks, uh, you've already put out a bunch of episodes. What are we on? Like 18 uh, or something? Tomorrow, right? Well, we're recording tomorrow for Friday. It'll be 19, episode 19. So. Yeah, we're, um, you know, it's cool to have an opportunity, man, you know, just trying to uh, you know, do something that I enjoy. And, uh, yeah, you know, we have a little niche audience and, uh, yeah, we, you know, we had a good night tonight, you know, hitting the NBA, hitting college. So yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, we talk about, you know, basketball and gambling, but we have, you know, guests occasionally, like I had, uh, had some great guests. Yeah. Yeah. I had hot sauce on the, the ammo mixtape tour and you know, some was amazing. stuff. So yeah, it's, it, it's cool. You know, I have a good time with it. The, uh, Jeff, do you remember a Boston College team that made a run in the tournament? The one with Troy Bell and uh, Ryan Sidney from like uh, like oh four oh five. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, this kid Sidney went to my high school right in Ann Arbor, and he got in a little trouble. He got thrown out of BC, uh-huh. um, but uh, he's now taken over coaching Bates Fundamentals, the Imani Bates uh, AAU team. Right, and this guy Sidney was one of the most heartless players in high school that I ever saw. You know, you had guys who have skill and whatnot, but he was like, dunk on your head, you know, get to the basket, make the jump shot, like very determined mentality player. And uh, he just said that on Facebook. And uh, I know you're familiar with Imani Bates. uh, Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, dude, I saw a video of this kid make 77 consecutive corner threes. Like what the hell, man? That is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know that's Steph Curry stuff, you know. And you know, I actually remember that Boston College team. Uh, I think Al Skinner was the coach back then. Yeah, they um, yep. Bates is terrific though. I mean, he's I mean he's a kid though. I mean, he's sixteen. I know. I mean, he's I got know. so much. He's got so much room to to grow. Um, you know, and it's incredible how talented these kids are. You know, so quick. Uh, it's uh. 
it's impressive. And, and, you know, he'll play one year in college and, and move on. Uh, and, and, and he'll be a star someday. I'm hoping as a Michigan fan, I'm hoping he reclassifies and then goes straight to the draft. Cause that's a big blow. Yeah. Michigan state <laughs> getting a year of him is, I mean, Juwan Howard's doing a great job. Shout yeah, out they Juwan. got the number one recruiting class next year. So yeah. Yeah. What, how about my guy Juwan? I mean, I think we, mm-hmm. we can't complain, right? I mean, this is, this is no, like a dream, right? If you're a Michigan basketball fan. No, he's doing a great job. I mean, uh, they just wrapped up a, a, a like a thirty point win. I actually bet him tonight. I was very high on Michigan tonight, and uh, yeah, he's he's been terrific. I mean, I, I was really worried about when Beeline left, but uh, they're in great hands with Juwan. And you know, there was a, a wonder if, if you know Juwan would would maybe uh, you know I heard you know when the Sixers were looking for a coach, I think there was a floating idea that you know maybe Juwan, but. Uh, it seems like he really likes Michigan. I think his sons are going there, or, or they are there. Uh, so yeah, he um, he's really doing well, and it's good to see they, they're they're a team that I think can win the whole thing this year. They're really good. And, Is that right? Yeah, and as I as I said, next year they have a uh, they have a top you know recruiting class coming in. So it's going to be a fun couple of years. Seems like everything comes up rosy for Michigan now. Um, they have well, really except for. I want to talk about the football in one second, but real quick, Steve Fisher basketball camp, 2002, Juwan Howard came to talk to us and oh, someone yeah. asked him how big is Shaq? And he was like, you, he was like, stand up. I had on like a C web Sacramento Jersey. He had me stand next to him and he was like, see how much bigger I am than him. <laughs> and he was like, that's how much bigger Shaq is than me. And everyone was like, ah, I actually have oh. a, I actually have a pretty good story on Shaq. This is kind of random, but no, so, I have a so I have uh, eight uncles. My dad's one of fifteen, so I have a lot of oh, uncles. Oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> so, so I have an uncle, and for a few years he lived in Florida. And uh, mm. one time he told us a story that he was down there. He, I think, I don't think he lived far from you. It was like might have been near, more near Orlando, but mm. you know, in Florida somewhere. And one night he would, and he's not a sports guy. He doesn't know shit about sports. Works a lot. Um, you know, one night he's out on a pier fishing, you know, just, it was right before sunset. He's just, you know, doing his thing. And, um, he said this, this gigantic guy walks up, <laughs> cast a line and just, they start talking, you know, and he has this like real deep voice and they were just talking about fishing and, and like going out in boats and stuff. And, um, it was like a five minute conversation. And, uh, he had been there for a while, my, my uncle. And, and he said, the the guy he goes, well, I'm going to, I'm going to head on back. He goes, you don't know who I am. Do you to, to Shaq says that. And, and my dad or my uncle goes, no, I don't. He goes, you know, it's pretty cool. He said, you know, I get, and he told him who he was and like his hand, he said his hand was so gigantic. And he told him how like cool it was that he had really never met anyone that didn't know who he was. And it was cool to just like talk normal about just something normal and fish and, and that was it and he was telling me how gigantic he was like he was probably like the biggest guy he had ever seen but yeah i i'd imagine he's i mean Joan's a big guy so he's i six ten. yeah yeah i could imagine how big shack and shack was just such a, a a tank i mean he he's one of my favorite players i named my first dog after shack i i love shack i was a big shack guy orlando orlando shack lakers unbelievable which the is the best shack, Orlando, L.A., or Miami 06? I think Orlando is the, the best. end of Orlando when they beat no, Jordan. I, 
Siago Lakers. I, yeah. I thought he was pretty dominating. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but do you remember when he got that that little when he pushed Chris Dudley? Do you guys? Oh that? yeah, and Dudley threw the ball at him. Yeah, Dudley got real pissed <laughs> and like threw the ball at him, dude. That was, and like Dudley, like can we? You, I can swear, right? Hell yeah, bro. Dudley's like, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> like, he just gets Dudley and just shoves him, man. That was, that was Nick's, hilarious. Nick's legends, right there. I met, uh, I met George Murison. That was that. Whoa, was really interesting. Yeah, he. Wow. Uh, was that he was when he was game? on the Wizards. Oh, okay. No, I'll still that, say he to this day. I think he's the one of the weirdest looking people I've ever seen. Poor oh, he guy. Absolutely is. He was the man. He, he was, was at them the playing man. in the game, or he was just there. No, so he worked for the Wizards because I said, um, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I work for the Wizards." And I was like, "No shit." That's, that's awesome. so nice of him to tell you. He could have been like, "Fuck you, man." Well, it was fun. He was he was really <laughs> cool, and it was. So I think funny. he works like in like marketing or something, public relations. Or something. Yeah, I'm not. I, it, it seemed like he was like just. He just did like a quote unquote normal job with with the team, which was obviously I can't I can't wait for BMOC to get hired in some front office and just have us hanging around man, getting I, fucking sandwiches. Man, I would love to someday. <laughs> you know, Murasan's kid actually plays. Uh, he plays in college. He's on Georgetown. Oh no! Oh no! I didn't know he was yeah, on Georgetown this year. I, I mean, he might be gone by now, but he had he was there like one. He played year. for Ewing. Two years, yeah, or I John Thompson three. I, wow. I think I think it was Ewing, but. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah, it might have been two or three years. I don't know if he's still there, but yeah, Mirasan, I mean, he was what a gigantic guy he was. I mean, he was, I mean, he made Shaq look like uh, he was seven you know, seven. Yeah, yeah it's madness. <laughs> he's six inches taller than Shaq. That's totally yeah. crazy. He's one That's of the insane. bigger, uh, and I think I read too, like his parents were just normal height. Yeah, like, that's I. I think he had a pituitary gland issue. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. You're right, yeah. you're right. And, you know, it's funny. I We were actually talking on my show the other night about Minute Bowl. Yeah. And I read, like, some crazy stuff on Minute Bowl that, like, he's from this, like, tribe in, uh, I guess, Sudan, where he's from, that, like, they're just incredibly tall people. That's like, incredible. Like, I read, like, his um his mom – it's like six, six seven or something, right? Six ten. <laughs> his father was six eight. His sister was six eight, and even his great grandfather was even taller than him, seven foot ten. That is insane. And I guess he's part of this like ethnic group that they're like among the tallest people in the world. Wow, this is crazy. He was when he was uh, eighteen. He was seven seven. That's crazy. Oh my God, That's of, honestly good. Think about the practicality there. of life and being that tall. How miserable that would Especially be. Especially no, like in Sudan where it's like I mean, underdeveloped. No, no, but I bet they're happy because they don't have to walk around the mall and have everybody fucking gawk at them. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Like, I mean, like imagine trying to get into a car or fly on a plane if you weren't. Didn't in the he NBA. have like he had like a modified van, right? He had like a modified Shaq thing. had Shaq had like the front seat taken out. He sat in the back seat of, of the car, right? He had a convertible. And I just I, I remember that being said. I don't know if that was actually true, but I remember when I was younger and like, I always remember they did um I remember MTV Cribs did a cribs with him sometime one time. Mm-hmm. And like he had this bed. It was like gigantic. Like <laughs> it was like it wasn't like a king or like California. It was like a huge bed. Like it looked like a, a yacht or something. It was huge. Yeah, I remember that. It was unbelievable. L- let me ask you guys a quick question real quick. 
Quick, run it, quick, run it, quick true or false right now. If Gilbert Arenas was at his peak, like when he was in, I don't know, 2005 or something like that, if he played today, how many points a game would he average? Yeah, he, as many as they would let him, you know, like 30-plus. He could probably take a scoring title. What do you think? What do you think, BMOC? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not sh- – I mean – BMOC is not a huge Arenas guy. No, I'm not saying I'm not a huge Arenas guy. I'm just <laughs> – I I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I'd probably say twenty. I don't think I don't think he would do. I guess he. I mean, he did have a year where he scored like thirty points a game. Well, he like shot that. the tray really well. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. I guess nowadays, true too. It's like, you know, the three point shot is just so much more normal now. I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Probably I think- my favorite sports story is Gilbert Arenas on Instagram saying he's the reason why black card earners can't get more. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's trippy. He basically like, admitted to the, committing. He's like, I get $80,000 out. I go to the strip club. <laughs> I take $40,000. I spend that at the strip club. I take the other $40,000. I take that home with me. I call American Express the next day and say I got stole. They stole $50. He also said one time, I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but – he said that he ran 60 red lights in four months and got away with it because he kept the dealer plates on his vehicle. Oh, yeah. Like, I heard him say that before as well. But, you know, I, it was weird because I talk with Hot Sauce, and Hot Sauce, when he was coming up, he was doing the N1 when yeah, yeah. Iverson and Steve Francis and all these different guys were doing their thing. And, uh, he um he told me some really good stories. Nothing nothing to the level of like NBA guys, but um, you know he was telling me guys he never played organized basketball. Like didn't play in high school, didn't like didn't play anywhere. He just when he was younger, like before M one, he he worked in Red Lobster, and his boss elevated him because he saw him do streetball moves. And one weekend, him and his friends went down to like the equivalent of like any place where you would like, you know, where like guys drum and like do shit for money. Mm-hmm. He said he would go down there and he would play like passerbys for money and they would put it in like a, a little hat he had. And he started like moving his name around and, and just, he would always have a hot sauce can on him. Like, and he would just, you know, that's how he kind of got discovered. It was fascinating. Yeah. Dude, I think there, crazy. there's a few guys from, that league that I think if they came up like right now in the era of carrying the shit out of the ball and no hand checking, like I, I think imagine. Escalade, I think Escalade and hot sauce both could have definitely played professionally. Well, see, so, I actually asked him like, do you, like, why didn't you play? And like, why did, why couldn't you go to league? I don't think a lot of people know this, but he was telling me like, he's super small. Like he's like five, eight, like he's mm. and like Escalade, his brother, Mark Jackson is his brother. Like that yeah, that's so yeah. Like, yeah. So, I think there were guys close, like like Kenyon Martin's brother played in the M1 mixtape. I think he could have went to the league. There were a couple. I mean, you skip to my Lewis in the league for years, but that was one of my favorite players, dude. He played in the NBA Finals, Stan Van and the Magic, dude. Yeah, played for the Rockets. Played for a couple different teams. That's fucking madness. Well, Damn. so dude, since we last spoke to you, the uh. The Sixers hire Doc Rivers. We haven't we hadn't talked since then, and there's a lot going on with Philly sports. So we're going to take a quick break and come right back. 
The Strip Club DJ Podcast is brought to you by Juice25, an exclusive podcast hosted by myself, Gio Palermo, examining the O.J. Simpson murder trial, acquittal, and subsequent civil lawsuit that rocked Los Angeles and America. Stay tuned to Strip Club DJ Podcast for more updates about upcoming segments and guest reveals for Juice Pod 25, a quarter century of an American paradox. All right, we're lit. All right, and we're back. So, segueing into Philadelphia sports, specifically NBA and NFL, 76ers hired Doc Rivers. When we talked around Halloween, this was kind of out there in the ether. I have to fucking completely admit I was wrong. I was only lukewarm on this, and I think it's just been amazing. Uh, also, with Seth Green and – or Seth – Seth Green – Seth Curry. Curry and Danny Green both just playing pretty fucking decent, you know? What have been your thoughts so far? Yeah, you know, it's been a nice start. Uh, you know, 7-1. and one. Um, You know, I, I'm not going to throw cold water. I mean, I could say that they haven't played literally anybody, but, you know, it's a nice start. You got to beat teams that you're supposed to beat. They're beating them pretty bad. Um, you know, they did have that one game against Cleveland, but Joel Embiid didn't play. Uh, it's been pretty impressive. I, I can't lie. I mean, you know, that first game out against Washington, I mean, they were down 10 going into the fourth quarter, found a way to win. Uh, and really, outside of that Cleveland game, I mean, they've pretty much embarrassed every team they played. Now, tonight uh, was interesting. I mean, Bradley Beal drops, what, you know, 59 60. or 60? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, it kind of reminded me of, of back when Allen Iverson was here. I remember a couple nights where Allen would drop 58 and they'd lose. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of the state of, of the Wizards. But, yeah, I mean, they, they look really good. They look balanced. You know, Embiid was terrific. Seth Curry couldn't miss tonight. You know, Simmons was huge. Um, yeah, it, it looks good. They're gonna, you're going to learn a lot about them, though, in the next couple of games. I mean, Nets, Nuggets, got a whole good Hawks team on the road, got the Heat back-to-back. Is Atlanta uh, good? I think they are. I think they're pretty solid, yeah. I, I think they're much better than they were. Uh, this is a team, you know. I, and I don't know if the num, you know, the, their record's not going to show it, but you know, I love they, Trey. Um, I love Trigger Trey. Yeah, Trey's terrific. I think he's great. I'm just talking about the rest of the. Yeah, defensively they're not good, uh, and that the Sixers should be able to take care of business. But you know, outside of that, I mean, there's some good teams you got coming up. But you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the Nets are struggling right now. Uh, you know, Kevin Durant's not playing. The Sixers are getting them at the right time. They should be able to beat the Nuggets at home. De- Denver's a team that. Uh, isn't what they were last year. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see them play the Heat because that's a really good team. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was thinking that. that. Yeah, G- Gio Palermo, Wizards fan, talking about those opening night and then tonight, Wizards loss. Bradley Beal, thoughts and feelings? Well, it's just more of the same in Washington. A lot of bullshit. <laughs> uh, a lot of uh, underachieving and performing, but hey, I've been a fan my whole life, so it's not going to change anytime soon. But man, those Gilbert Arenas days were sure awesome. Antoine Jameson, Karan Butler, uh, Larry, uh, what was his name? Deshaun Stevenson giving LeBron some Yeah, Deshaun. Shit. Yeah, that was great. Those were, those were great years. NBA so. champion. Those are great uniforms, too. Oh, the, oh man. The ones now suck. Yeah, they suck. The league has really bad uniforms. Like around, some, like, some have been really bad. The Brooklyn ones were really, really bad. The Heat, the heat ones are the worst. You didn't like those new ones tonight? No, I hate them. Maybe like I've the been Miami Vice ones? 
Uh, they had a new vice, but it was like a progressive like tie dye instead of just like the, like the fabric port, is it looks really terrible. I must I've been living down here too long. I didn't hate it. I mean, I, it definitely looks like something Miami would do, but like, like I saw the Nets are bringing back like the powder blue like old jerseys. They like, bring the wrong ones though. They're not bringing the Petrovich like Kenny Anderson. No? I thought they were. No. Yeah, those You'll are the see, best. You'll see when it comes out. It's like because I wrote a blog on Petrovich. Like he, yeah. No, we I talked just, last time. Yeah, like wow. I thought they were the powder blue ones. Well, maybe, look, I could still be wrong, but I think I saw the one and I was like, they don't have it right. Because uh, it's dude, it's subtle. It's subtle stuff, you know. Like I could be like, hey, here's a Penny Hardaway, and it could be like the white pinstripe for Christmas, and you'd be like, oh damn, because you know the black one is the one you want. Right. Jerseys are so much better back then. Oh my god, dude! There was a lot of. It's funny, dude. Now people in Detroit, like a lot of the Detroit rappers, they it's like in vogue to rock in vogue. Detroit rapper probably shoot me. Like, don't ever say anything I did was in vogue. Um, to rock the Grant Hill like teal Pistons jerseys. Oh, isn't that funny? I kind of like that. I kind of <laughs> actually really like that. So, all right, we sidetracked to sideswipe the Wiz, but I. Jay, I saw one of the guys from Right Turkey Sanchez podcast. I think he's actually with a kid of one of the more famous Philly writers or whatever. Howard there was that one play where Embiid throws it out and Seth just bags it, you know, basically for the game with like time running down on the shot clock in the game. And he said above the tweet, he said, not one time in my thousand years as a Sixers fan has anyone ever made this shot. And I was thinking like, yo, that's true, man, because – they it's crazy man i feel like doc and thibs are both just like improving their team so much almost just with their coaching you know like brett brown was just we love him but he just probably just wasn't a great coach and doc he might not be the greatest coach but i think he's you can't say he's not great you know yeah, no, he really is. I, I didn't have the luxury of seeing that because uh, Spike Eskin blocked me like years ago. But, uh, <laughs> what a I, dork! I have to, uh, I have to see that. I, I um. Well, but you're a Sixers fan, so you lived it. You know, I'm. I, yeah. I root for them tangentially. You know, but I mean, I mean the best Sixers. True? Well, I, I mean, look, JJ Redick made some pretty incredible shots here. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't see the exact shot he's talking about. I mean, Kyle Korver was. I mean, both those guys, I think, are better than Seth Curry. But I, I didn't see the shot, so I can't. I can't necessarily say. I mean, I. I mean, Allen made some great shots here too. But um, I, you know, I think for me to talk about the Sixers, I, I would. I would be doing a disservice just because I don't. And and again, it's early. You know, they, they are definitely playing well. Um, you still want I, to trade Ben? Well, I, I just don't. I still no, let's don't think, talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just still don't think they're good enough to actually win the East. But you know, then I kind of look at it and I say, well, I I'm mean, thinking Boston, conference finals. I don't know. Get to the yeah. conference finals and then see what happens. But yes, I agree. Right now, I can't favor them over a healthy Brooklyn. Or you know, I, I just don't see them you like the Celtics. Well, I I don't know if I like them. I don't know if no, I like I, Toronto, but I think all those teams are are probably better. But the six and of course really Milwaukee well. is lurking. Yeah, well, they, they're always going to lurk. I don't necessarily worry about them a ton in the playoffs just because mm-hmm. they always they seem haven't. to fail. But, um, no, they're but playing really still, well, so why not take it? 
you know. So you still want to do it. So what is the holdup here? We want we want Ben Simmons for James Harden straight up. We want to get PJ Tucker involved and try to get rid of Tobias as well. I mean, not for nothing. If if they said Ben Simmons straight up for James Harden, I would. uh, I don't. I guess it's really you trade the best defensive player in the NBA for James Harden. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I I mean, I I think I think it's. I think it would be crazy with him and Embiid. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I I just no. You're good. I um. I think with Simmons, though, it's uh, – I don't think he could just trade him straight up. Uh, and it's – you know, is he going to sign long-term here is kind of the, the, the issue. That was one of the issues with, you know, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, the truth of the matter is, and the problem the Sixers have is nobody wants to come to Philadelphia. It's just that simple. I mean, why would you want to come here when you can go to L.A. or Miami or, or somewhere like that? Uh, and that's why it was surprising to me that, you know, Brooklyn was able to do it. But – uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I think this team is, is set in their ways, and they're going to do what they want to do, and, and I don't think Dude, they're going to get rid of Ben, so it doesn't matter. Let, let's be honest. KD and Kyrie going to Brooklyn was like two American tourists in Cancun who were supposed to stay at one hotel and then just stayed at a different one, just like on a whim. You know, like there, I don't think there was anything to that other than they were going to have a lot more influence and the Knicks were obviously not, like, in a good position, you know. But I don't think – I mean, I guess Kyrie has some understanding of the tri-state area because he's a Jersey kid. But, like, it's honestly – it's still so weird, dude. And Kevin Durant's in – don't get me started on this. I thought he already had coronavirus, but now he's back in the protocol. Gio Palermo, what do you think? Ben Simmons straight up for James Harden? I mean, certainly you look at the, you know, the age, the defense, uh, he's kind of, I guess you could say he's positionless. Those are a lot of upside. Then you look at James Harden, the guy averaged what? 35 fucking points a game for two years in a row. That's hard. That's hard to do. So that's just an offensive juggernaut that you can't really slow down, but he didn't beat the the Warriors, so, you know, I don't know. See, in I think a way, though, like, they kind of – that was like an NBA 2K game where, like, it was like LeBron's game one where JR missed the thing, you know? Like, I understand Chris Paul with injury and yada yada, but no one else took Golden State to seven, you know? They – It's true. That's almost the biggest feat. Like, LeBron got swept by them with KD every – all right, so here, here's the, here's the deal. It goes Tobias Harris – and Ben Simmons, you guys are the Sixers. Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons for PJ Tucker, James Harden, and then um, you guys have to throw in um, Tyrese Maxey and a protected first round pick. I'm uh, hanging up in ten in twenty five seconds. I'm not sure I do that honestly. You like Maxey? I'm not saying I like him, but I just think that's way. I too like Maxey. I think that's I think way too much to give up. I, look, I, I think at the end of the day, this is the team they're going to have. I don't think they're going to make a move. I feel like if they would have, they would have already did it. Um, you know, I, You're probably right. I think you're right. It's funny too, though, because like if, if you said to me, like, would you trade Buddy Heald straight up for Tobias Harris, I would. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm Houston, I'm saying I'm doing you a favor. I'm taking Tobias from you, you know. So yeah, that's the other thing. Contract. I've I've heard that 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 PJ wants out too. So I I don't know. I think I would just have to talk to Joel and I'd be like, "Look, man, we can do this right now. This is what it's going to cost us, you know. Do you want us to do this or not, you know?" Mm-hmm. Uh 
and take it from there. But speaking of making moves in Philadelphia, you went viral basically jumping off the deep end when Jalen Hurts was drafted. What number was he drafted? 32? Nah, it was like 51, I think. Fee? Okay. Yeah, it was okay. second round. Second, second round. round. And the Eagles have just this super weird season where Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson are like playing hooky seemingly from the team. The offensive line is all fucked up. Frank Reich, first year gone? How many years has Frank Reich been gone? Two years? Okay. Second year Frank Reich's been gone. And they're playing meaningful games all the way until the last night of the season. Where do you want to start here, Jeff? The sixth pick versus the ninth pick over the past 10 years, yielding all pros at six versus guys who are out of the league at nine. You know, uh, was it tanking? Was it not tanking? Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Let's start there. I mean, I mean, to be they honest, tank I, that game. I couldn't give a shit if they were. Yeah, you don't care. I mean, I don't. I hate the fucking Giants, so I, I really don't care. And look, the, the truth of the matter is, like, yeah, I mean, the difference between nine and six is pretty big. I mean, that's the difference between getting, you know, Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase, or you know. You know, Caleb Fairley or like an offensive lineman. Like they have to get Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase. It's imperative. And I think it's going to be Devontae Smith. I think he will be there for them to take. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, the best receiver we've seen in some time. Uh, so, yeah, it's really important. You know, as far as this team, I don't think they can actually be anything again unless they get rid of Howie Roseman. Mm, you're ready for it. Uh, yeah, I think from a quarterback standpoint, I'm actually going to say something that probably a lot won't say. I would not give up on Carson Wentz. I, I agree, man. I, it's, I think it's just a one-year blip, honestly. Well, it's also something that, you know, as he made mistakes, yeah. But as, he, as Buka just said, I mean, the offensive line has been horrible. I mean, you have, you have guys that haven't played. I mean – you have guys that are third and four stringers that are in there. You have a, a team that just makes it impossible to go out and get weapons. I mean, you know, case in point, look at the Eagles before Donovan McNabb had Terrell Owens, and then when they got Terrell Owens, they couldn't win anything. They finally get Terrell Owens, and they go to the Super Bowl and probably should have won it. You know, you look at a guy like Josh Allen, who was kind of – I don't think he was as bad as Carson – last year, but he wasn't great. He wasn't consistent. They go out and make just a terrific offseason move, bring in Stephon Diggs. And, I mean, I think you can make the case they're probably the – it could be the second-best team in the NFL right now. So They look it's, good. Yeah, it's, it's – you have to go out and get a, a guy weapons. And, and if you have a horse and, like, you're racing a horse and you, know, you don't you don't give him any sort of care and you just say, oh, go out and run, like – the horse ain't gonna win. Like you gotta, you gotta give Carson some some weapons. You gotta get his offensive line healthy. We have to remember. I mean, they were without Brandon Brooks, who's one of the best guards in the NFL. They were without Lane Johnson, one of the best tackles in the NFL. They were without you know Dillard. You know they they had guys in there that really just didn't even belong in there. And they're gonna have to realize that like Jason Kelsey, I think, is gonna retire. Um, they have like twelve guys in this team above the age of thirty. 
Um, there's a long way to go. They got to go out and get another corner. I think that's what you got to do in the second round. They have to get someone opposite of Darius Slay because you know Darius Slay is a terrific corner, but the other side of the coin is just going to get attacked, 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 and that's what teams did. Ooh, they were picking on that boy Jacquet. Jacquet, that right, gentleman exactly. Jacquet. Excuse me. They were yeah. man. I was listening to that game on the radio, and I could feel it. Yeah, they just kept throwing at him. And it's like they also don't care about linebackers. They haven't had linebackers here since Jeremiah Trotter, it seems like. Um, you know, they were just a, a walking you know, hospital unit by the end of the season. And I'll also continue to say this, and, and if you're an Eagle fan, you know where I'm coming from here. The, the medical staff for this team needs to be removed, and they need to bring a new one in because I, I can't say I've ever seen a team in the NFL get injured more than this team. Well, Alshon and Deshaun. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with those guys. The guy, Deshaun comes in, he gets fucking 82 yard touchdown, and it's fucking hocus pocus. Houdini, he disappears, disappears. again. That's the, that's the issue with them. And it's like, why is Alshon even have a roster spot at this point? I mean, he catches a touchdown, though, and is like, hey, I'm not washed. And it's like, okay. Their receiver the core is bad. I mean, bad. Well, bad. Our, our Alshon, I have this envision of Alshon and Deshaun sort of like plotting on the back of the bus and being like, we got to get Carson out of here. How can we, like, fake injuries and then gas up Jalen Hurts? I like Jalen Hurts. I think they should do the trade with Indy. And you'll take a little cap hit, but you have Hurts on a rookie contract. Just balance it out a little bit. And the only thing I'll say is, yes, the offensive line was fucked up, but I just felt like Carson's instincts were gone. Like, he can run, but I felt like he was choosing wrong timing with his runs, and he was hesitant. And I felt Hurts was really decisive. That fourth and six he converted – yeah, but like, what was what was Carson like? Was it just like did his in, that injury he had in twenty eighteen? Did that just fuck him up? Because yeah, you look at that season, like he was like incredible that year. He was going to win MVP if he doesn't. Yeah. Get what do you exactly. think, Gio? Do you think the injury changed him? I I don't know. I mean, I I do agree with what you're saying. It he he didn't look the same, but I mean, it's it's not like he's Sam Darnold. <laughs> no, that's exactly. I mean, you're right. And that's my like, like point. Like he's not that bad. Like he There's only so many of these fucking starting quarterbacks out there. Yeah, they're really I, I just, that's that's it. Carson, just the most limited supply. Carson reminds me of like a DJ who would like periodically he'd play like, you know, like Gangstar, like they reminisce over you or something. But then every other song is like Laffy Taffy or something and it's like, dude, we just need you to play like decent hip hop. You know, continuously. You know what I'm I saying? I think he can do that. I think you have to get him a competent offensive line, you know, and I think they need to call plays differently. I think Peterson needs to give up play calling. And Peterson might be out, dude. No, nah, I, I don't think they're going to get I rid of him. I really don't. Yeah, everything and, I saw was saying he was staying. But Carson but, says it's it's irreconcilable. No, well, then, yeah, I, I guess we'll have to see. But if, if they can get Devontae Smith – I, I think I think Carson looks totally different. The problem that the Eagles have is like I don't I don't think Smith will be there. They're going to have to try to. The problem you have for the Eagles is there's two really good receivers, and you know it's Miles conceivable that, that 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 maybe that they're gone by that pick. Well, Sanders is there. He's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Boston Scott, like I think, yeah, the play calling needs to switch up. I'd be calling. Shit, man, I mean even run fucking double wing, you know, with Scott and fucking Sanders in the backfield and just make it screen heavy, you know, RPO, triple option screen fucking to death. You know what I'm saying? I would like um, to death. 
I, I would like uh, if if I could have any sign besides Smith, I would take uh, Waddle out of Alabama. I mean, he is just I mean, he's electric, man. I mean, he let's is- talk about let's talk about Alabama, Ohio State. First of all, what was your take? I mean, should Ohio State have been held out of this playoff, or does their pedigree and the fact yeah, that I mean, they I'm won five gonna- games? Michigan refused to play him, was scared to play him, basically. Yeah, I'm not ever going to, you know, kind of try to wonder what the committee does and what they do. They get money, football. my friend. Right, and, and Ohio <laughs> State makes makes plenty of it, so I'm not surprised by that. Um, but, look, they, they answered the call. I actually took them uh, – they were up big at half, and I thought, you know what, I don't – I don't think this is going to stop. I took them in the second half, and they they got the job done. And, yeah, they were impressive. Uh, I actually think they get the job done here. I don't know if they win, but I think the game's close, and I'll gladly take the seven and a half points. I, I think it's a high-scoring game. It's probably first to 45 wins. I think that's, four, you know, 45-40 or something like that. Gio, can you get that at seven and a half? We should, we should do something with that. I didn't realize that was how hefty it was. Yeah. Gio, what do you think about that? Seven and a heezy for, for, the, for the Columbus gentleman against the gentleman I from mean, Bama? Uh, yeah, that's uh, – it's just so hard because it's like I haven't seen any of these fucking football games all year. Like the, I, you I saw Fields – you saw the first two of the playoff, that. though, and you saw Clemson yeah. versus Notre Dame probably both times, right? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, you saw what you needed to see. You didn't need to see Coastal Carolina or Liberty. Don't worry. Yeah, it was I know, fine. I know. Well, I mean, I guess, need- I guess you could say they won. So they beat Clemson, so they obviously should have been in, right? Like, Would you agree with that, Jeff? Uh, he cut out. What did you say? They, they deserve to be in, obviously, if they won in the first no, round. No, they definitely do. And, and look, they answer the call, and they're in the final. So it's uh, – yeah, I, I, think the, I think the game's close. I, I think they're playing really great football. Fields is – I mean, he was a warrior. He's gotten a lot better, man. I saw him in person last year uh, in Ann Arbor, and I felt like J.K. Dobbins was – the best offensive player in the country after that game. And I felt like Fields was good, but he just wasn't like, you know, like an A++ like pocket passer. But he looked like an A++ pocket passer in this, the first game of the thing. This is also not – I mean, to me, it's not a vintage Alabama defense. Mm-hmm. I just think it turns into a shootout. And, and when you have a shootout, you know, it's always viable to, to grab the points. I, I think the overs got value as well. I think it's a high-scoring game. Like I said, I think it's, you know, first to 40, 45 will win. Man, yeah, I like that one, Gio. We might have to uh, we might have to look into that. Well, shoot, I mean, I have Jim Harbaugh. You know, listen, Harbaugh's probably on his way out. I just want to say to people, everybody talking shit about Michigan, name me a school that has put more players. If we were to talk about current players in the NFL and the NBA from one school, I think Michigan is one of the highest. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with you there. I know the football hasn't been great, but no, the football's been incredibly overrated. I, they, they, they could be the most delusional fan base in the country, as far as like I, I, I will never for the life of me understand why the fan base acts like they are. Dude, it was a, it was a weird experience last year. We went to Michigan, Ohio State, and uh, I took some acid, you know, uh, for the game. Mm-hmm. And it was a tripped out experience because you know how <laughs> Michigan is responding. They're letting Ohio State fans buy up the tickets, you know? And like, we were basically surrounded by OSU fans, you know, in the stadium. 
And I think and, they have every reason to like Jim Harbaugh. They have they get what they get because they're not willing to move that's on. That's fine, that. dude. I'll take eight wins for now, though, until there's a clear cut. Who wants yeah, this job? When have they ever really been a team that had like nineteen ninety seven? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was what the was last that? time. What was that? Nineteen ninety seven. Lloyd Lloyd Carr. Yeah, twenty three four. But it's like you're just been embarrassed every year by, you know, Ohio State. It's like last year the game was yeah it got away from them but yeah they ended up losing by three touchdowns I think. I think Michigan so, needs a younger coach, you know, and 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 someone that'll come in and and just I mean t- t- totally switch it up. His offense is boring. It sucks. I, I feel bad for Michigan fan. Dude, I'm such an idiot. I bet on Joe Milton to win the Heisman. I remember you were saying you liked that. That was a he looked so great after the first game. That's why you can't let one game fucking bother <laughs> you, you know. So okay, college hoops is going on. Hopefully, we're going to get uh, March Madness this year. You think Michigan is one of the teams yeah, that I can do. win it? How many teams are there? Do you think that can win it this year? And who are they to you? Uh how many teams? I would say well, just off the top of your head, you can just yeah. rattle them off. I mean, I would say obviously, real. yeah, Gonzaga. I think light years mm-hmm. better than pretty much everyone. Baylor, uh, I think Michigan, uh, Wisconsin. I think can win it all. Uh, I think Texas is really good. Tennessee is really good. Villanova. Uh, no, I would uh, say probably. I would probably say eight or nine teams. I think there's kind of some offshoot teams, guys. You know, teams that are just kind of. You know, no one really talks about much. You know, a team like, uh, you know, I, I think this year could be really pronounced like a team that could really make a run and get to the Final Four, like a Richmond or Seton Hall or, or someone like that. But, you know, legitimately, do I think it'd win? I think seven or eight. I don't think it's a huge amount of teams this year. There's a. It's funny because outside of Gonzaga and Baylor, you know, Michigan might be the third best team. I mean, th- there's really not been a wow. pronounced third best team. So. They're 7-0, and oh, right? Yeah, they haven't lost. They haven't lost. And, you know, I think there are certain talking heads that when they look at Michigan's schedule, you know, the truth is up until tonight, they didn't have a top 50 win. I guess Maryland, I think they may have been top 50. But, you know, the next couple of weeks, you know, and you're going to learn a lot. If Michigan get to the final game and they have, you know, let's say, under five losses, that's impressive. I think they're a number one type of seed. I really do. I think they're very good. And that would be great because Michigan kind of got robbed because in 2014 they stripped Louisville of their title. Mm-hmm. And that Michigan was the one who played them in the title game, you know? So if it were me, I'd be hanging that banner. But uh, – Yeah, that was know. that was a tough game, that game uh, the game against Louisville. I mean um, – Horrible you know, injury to the young gentleman. Yeah, Kevin Ware. Or that was – I think it was – I don't think that was that – that was the game before, I think. But, oh, was it? Okay. But, like, Michigan was up. People forget, like, Michigan was up, like, double digits. I know, didn't right like the half. officiating, man. I didn't like the officiating, I have to say. Yeah. Like, it was, I, don't, uh, I don't think they really lost it. I think it was kind of Patino influence, like his last – Patino's last vampire moment. Yeah, that kid Luke Hancock, though, kind of went off. Like, I think he made – I think it was five for, like – I think it's five for five that game. Yeah, they got to. They might as well just move this three-point line back in college too. It's getting outrageous. Yeah, well, a lot of threes, dude. Too many, or even just just for the tournament. Give them the NBA three for the tournament or some shit like that. I agree. 
This is uh this is great, man. Well shit. BMOB podcast. Gio Palermo had to drop off. He says peace. We're running this shit like a Twitch, anyways. Uh anything else you want to plug? Just nah, uh, man. Just, big man just, on campus in general. You're out here. You're going live like almost every day at this point. Yeah, I do like periscopes and stuff. I'm uh I'm actually periscopes ending I think in March, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give up most of the the live stuff I'm doing. But um, yeah, I don't know what Twitch, the future holds. But you don't like yeah. Twitch enough to? I don't. I don't. I, I just kind of. I feel like it's kind of the right time to get away from it. And I'm actually working on something um that I'm not really able to talk about just yet. Sure, but, sure. Uh, it, it's kind of different from sports, so I'm working on something that I'm 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 my thought is that. I think it could be something bigger than, than what we're doing on the surface. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think uh, the future, I don't know what it holds, but uh, it'll be fun either way. So thanks well, for having we're me glad, on. Dude, please, thanks for coming on. We're glad we got to talk some non-sports. Uh, <laughs> you know, tonight the platform is always open to you. We're not just uh, here to try to, you know, uh, ring you out for some betting information. But nah, we do appreciate that. the tips. We do. Uh, you people heard it. Fucking OSU. Uh it looks good. Seven and a half. Strip Club DJ Podcast. BMOC, y'all. 2021. Peace. All right, dude. Good looking out, man. My I man. stopped the recording. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah, dude, so thanks, um, man. I'll keep you posted on what I'm working on, and I'll let you know about it. Anything we can do, man. We're ready, dude. We're with, like, if you told us we're marching on the Capitol, we're with you, man. Well, I'll just tell you this. I'm interviewing a mobster. Um, I was just going to say to you, I said it was going to say in the words of John Cotty Jr., I'd follow you off a cliff. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he told his father. Yeah. Dude, no, uh, Gio loves it, man. He's He was so stoked. Uh, he couldn't be as involved tonight because, uh, you nah, know, whatever. But, no, we'll, uh, we'll maybe we could check in, you know, before the tournament or some shit like that. Sounds good, bro.